Blog Talk Radio. Fontaine and Dr. Jean Cirillo. And we're here to answer all your... I can't even do the show now. Were you expecting that, Dr. Cirillo? <laughs> yes, because you warned me about the applause that I didn't think it was going to come so soon. What, what, what have we done to, uh, to merit this applause? I, I, I guess I just because we're here tonight. <laughs> oh, okay. We're here. That's true. We're here, and, and, and a couple other people are... What is it? Frank and... Um, Frank uh, and Julie. Julie. I am... Um, Frank and they're Julie, both on uh, supposedly separate trips, but oh they're yeah, they're the they're um they're ne- neither of them are here. So I wanted to give us a lot of credit for being here. But I knew that obviously I knew the applause was coming because I planned it. But when I heard <laughs> it, made me giggle. Oh my god! Really? Uh, it didn't make me giggle because you won me that you applause was going to come. <laughs> you did it perfect. But Look, I, I expect it, anything it, on this show. Nothing shocks me anymore. <laughs> but when I heard it, it was just so funny to me. Oh, it really was. But anyhow, we are here to answer all your questions on love, life, career, and whatever is on your mind. So give us a call at 646-381-4141. The past few weeks, we have deviated from our norm a bit, but tonight we're back to the basics. Dr. Cirillo and I will be taking your calls later this evening. This will be a fun and exciting show, so stay tuned. Our number again is 646-381-4141. So, Dr. Cirillo, there's so much going on in the news. Um, what do you think about Michelle Obama's trip to Spain? I mean, I heard this morning that it's costing something like $75,000 a day for hotels alone. I don't understand why the taxpayers are saying, and supposedly when she was asked for an explanation, she said, well, it's a wonderful resort. I mean, I have no doubts, and I certainly don't uh, begrudge the First Lady going to a wonderful resort, but why are the taxpayers paying, especially 75000 a day? Why isn't that coming out of her and her husband's uh, private budget? Right, and I mean, she has a lot of friends and, you know, like this whole entourage with her, and again, why should the taxpayers be picking up that tab as well? I don't understand that. I, I mean, yeah. it doesn't seem like it was a very good move. Is, is it a political trip uh, or supposedly a no, political trip? No, it's, no, she's coming right out and saying this is a private vacation. And she's admitted that the taxpayers are paying seventy-five grand. Well, I've heard different different versions of this story. I've heard um, some reports saying that, oh no, they're getting all these freebies and 
all this other kind of stuff, and then I hear other reports that it's costing the taxpayers seventy five thousand a day for just the hotels. Well, Forget all the other very, stuff. That. That's very dangerous ground to be on because if if it is, you know, you see these politicians being indicted, and I'm always surprised when I hear the amount that they're being uh, put on called on the carpet for, whether it's like ordering Chinese food for lunch, a restaurant budget, uh, something that they're doing that, that finances a charity that they have an interest in. It's very borderline stuff that I could see you might be able to really pass off as being in the public interest, even if you have some private interest. This is a vacation. I, I don't get it. There, there must be yeah. something I don't understand, hopefully. Well, yeah, I don't know. And again, you know, with the, the economy being as as bad as it is right now, and so many people losing jobs, you know, taking cutbacks. I can't tell you how many clients I have. Not only have so many of them lost jobs, but some of them are are working for companies that have really bizarre things like uh, mandatory, um, you know, week off where they don't get paid. So in, they're working three weeks instead of four weeks and only getting paid for the three weeks. See, private companies can do that when, when they try to make the state or the city uh, do that. Everybody complains. But what they should do is make it voluntary because I'll tell you this. People, especially a lot of women, but possibly men that have other interests, would actually like to cut down to three or four days voluntarily and resent mm. having to work full-time. But it used to be that you had to work full-time or not at all. This would give the opportunity for a lot of people to start their own businesses and hold their job with security in the public sector. So if they would only let people volunteer to do this, but there's that group of people that's so into security and holding on to that job and the guaranteed benefits, and nobody has that in the private sector. Mm, I know, and, and it's really, really a tough economy. And it's a great – we've said this before, that just because – um, you know, it's a tough economy doesn't mean people can't prosper, and they can. And you just brought up a, an outstanding point. You know, it's, it's a phenomenal opportunity for, you know, people with the entrepreneurial spirit to be able to really dream up new, 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 you know, businesses or to start doing the things that they truly love to do. And, you know, some of them may be in situations where they work from home or they're, instead of commuting three hours or two hours a day, you know, they can perhaps have an office closer. I mean, there's a million opportunities that exist today. Um, but like you say, so many people don't think outside of the box and need that, that, that security of the corporate job, which truly is falling by the wayside at this point, and especially the good corporate jobs. Of course, because they're not cost-effective anymore. If you have to provide the building, the infrastructure, the commuting, and somebody could get almost the same work accomplished uh, from home, it's much more cost-effective, just like it's much more cost-effective to work with independent contractors. But, you know, some people just don't want to give up that security. Mm, I know. But well, you don't. You, know, you wind up not having it anyway. You think you have it, but you don't, because your job is always on the line. You're always afraid of a right. layoff. So, uh, right. Especially now with them doing so much outsourcing and downsizing, you know, it's it really there is no job security. I mean, years ago, you know, to work for some you know company like IBM or AT and T or one you know one of those technology companies was like the in thing. And everybody thought there was such job security involved. I, I, I don't think there's job security anywhere 
these days? Well, you and I have trouble having a lot of sympathy for that because we've always had to kind of make our own way in in the work world, and, and we do creative things, but... Uh, uh, you know, if somebody isn't used to doing that, I, I guess it's it's difficult. You can't suddenly become a different person. No, and you know what? What most people don't realize is people, you know, like you or me, and, and there's millions and millions and millions of other people like us out there. We don't have a paycheck. <laughs> you know, it's no. every week. We're 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 working for our earn, you know for our earnings. It's not somebody who's just you know giving us a blanket paycheck at all. So it's true. We have a different kind of mentality to things, but the opportunities are out there. And I truly hope that, you know, people take the time and effort to really um, think things through because just because the economy is sluggish and, you know, there's all these reports of, you know, this, that, and the other thing and the stock market, you know, one day's up, one day's down, um, you know, there's still plenty of opportunities out there, and it really is, you know, in every challenge, there always is an opportunity, and there's, there is an opportunity here for people to really prosper and and really, like, shift their focus onto something we were talking about, I think, last week or the week before, doing the things that you truly want to do. I mean, are you doing what you really to want to do, Dr. Cirillo, I mean, is there anything else you would like to do other than what you're doing, or are you doing, like, your quote-unquote dream job? I'm pretty much doing my dream job. I can't complain about it. I have a practice, and, you know, even though managed care is a pain in the neck, there's some security. Yeah. And it's still better than having to go in and see the same faces in the same office every day. A lot of my colleagues work for hospitals and uh, schools. I don't know how they could stand it. They get used to it and they stay. And now I'm a little bit envious when I see them retiring with pensions. But mm. uh, I couldn't do that for 20 or 30 years after I went I know. to school all these years to train uh, creatively. Well, I actually have a very creative um, project underway. I'm not quite ready to talk to you about it yet. Um, but it is a um, reality TV show, and it's something different that nobody has done and nobody's doing. Um, so at some point, I'm going to talk to you about it. It might—I don't know if you're interested, but there certainly is a role for a psychologist. <laughs> There's always a role for psychologists in reality TV. Uh, they don't always <laughs> have one, but they should. Well, this one is going to be in the forefront, not only in the background, but in the forefront. It's actually a player in, in the reality TV show. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, um, you know, at some point I'm going to talk to you about it. Do you have contacts in the – because I know you've, you've, been, you've worked with so many of the reality TV shows. Do you have – because we're pitching this, or so we're very close I to pitching it. I do. I don't know anyone that we could directly – pitch to mostly when I when I get called it's by the producers or the production company that has a deal say with the History Channel or the Discovery Channel I don't have the direct contacts at those places maybe there's somebody out there listening that wants to contact us and mm. become a contact but uh, offhand I, I don't have anybody that uh, gets the show on the air that green lights it. Let's let's put it that way. I do have people that produce it. Okay. All right. Well, um, you know, I I I'm working with somebody who you know, you've heard of, or you know of, um, and that person also is a um, 
a, a program director. So she is in a position where she can pitch this, and we're just sort of solidifying some stuff now. So I'll talk to you offline, tell you what this, um, what the vision is. And if you're interested, you know, we would like to get you on board with this because it's a whole different concept. Well, it sounds interesting already, and I'd love to have some of our callers participate if there's a way to have people uh, kind of come on and off so it's not always the same gang. That's one thing I don't like about the reality shows. You know, you know it's the same 12 people in the house, and what are they going to fight about today? Uh, if you always have new characters appealing, I, I think that makes a good show. I don't know if well, that's in your plans. No, it isn't, but with with you saying it, um, it's sort of throwing a, I don't know, there might be a way to integrate that. There truly may be. So I'll talk to you sometime this week, and, and you might have an idea of, you know, how to throw a little bit of a curve into this. Um, and that's what I'm really seeing, just like, you know, sometimes, like I'm thinking of, um, what I, that one bachelorette show where suddenly they throw in an extra, you know, six bachelors or something like that. So they throw a curve <laughs> in. Um, this nice be, curve. I know, right? This might be um, one of those curves to do something like that. So, you know, we'll talk about it, but it certainly is um, a possibility and there certainly is potential with that. One other thing I wanted to ask you, though, because it was in the news and I think it's an important thing. Um, did you hear about that massive ice island that broke away from the Peterman Glacier in Greenland? Yes. Now, now doesn't that fit in with the global uh, warming theory? But then they're saying, yes. no, that, that we're going to go into another ice age. I don't get it because the way the temperature has been and with that happening, if that's not proof of global warming for the people that are out there being fanatical about it, I don't know what would be. But there's always been a lot of controversy regarding that, and I think the concept of global warming and everything that Al Gore has, you know, really pushed and presented is wonderful for all the pollution stuff and, you know, all that other kind of stuff. But the Earth cycles, and basically what, yeah. what you know, they say is that, um, you know, we generally have around 11 to 12,000 years of warmer weather, and then we move into a ice age that usually lasts 100,000 years. Um, and you know, there's there's a lot there's there's something called the and I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but the um, uh, Milankovitch cycle, and they basically talk about um, various cycles that tilt the Earth. And they're saying, you know, that the orbit and um, I'm just looking for where I have this written down here. The three Milankovitch cycles include the tilt of the Earth, which varies over a 41,000 41, year period, the shape of the Earth's orbit, which, which changes over a period of 100,000 years, and the precision of the equinoxes, also known as the Earth's wobble, which gradually rotates the direction of the Earth's axis over a period of 26,000 years. According to the Milankovitch theory of ice age causation, these three astronomical cycles, each of which affects the amount of solar radiation which reaches the Earth, act together to produce the cycle of cold ice age maximums and warm interglacials. They're saying the, the 12,000 years in between that's warm is the interglacial period. And, you know, I mean, according to what the scientists, the, globe, the climate scientists, I don't know what they're called, but according to what they're saying is we're overdue for an ice age. And I had read one article that basically said, you know, we're not talking about, you know, uh, you know like some of the um, scientists are saying like 100,000 years down the road or 10,000 years or 100 years or something like that. 
they're basically saying it could happen tomorrow. It could happen in next week. I mean, yeah, well, yeah. I would like that ice age to happen tomorrow. So when the temperature oh, is 98 degrees, that's what, that's <laughs> what they should talk about. But what I've heard is more likely that we're emerging from the mini ice age and the temperature overall on the earth is going to go up a degree. Mm-hmm. And and there's nothing you can do about it. It's part of the cycle. And to me, that makes more sense than that suddenly overnight we're going to be covered in ice. Well, I guess we're going to see, but they do talk about um, this warming influence having to do with the ocean circulation temperatures and all this kind of stuff. And a lot of reports are basically saying that as these glaciers melt, it it raises the the sea level and I think also warms the, I guess somehow through a process, it, it warms the oceans in some way. And um, that also contributes to bringing on an ice age. So, you know, if it happens in our lifetime, we'll know, and then we could talk about it here. At least we won't have, you know, summers where it's 100 degrees every single day because this summer so has one, been absolutely brutal. Yeah, exactly, yeah. No, it, it's been the most brutal summer, I think, on record. Yeah, it really so has been. Brutal or something. It's, it's been very, a lot hotter than I remembered every single day, but... Uh, I don't know. It, it makes you not want to go down to Florida and retire certainly I know. in the near future. I know. And But look at our winter. Our winter was the coldest winter that we've had in eons. So something's going on with the climate. It's going to be interesting to sort of monitor this and see. And I'm still trying to get somebody here, like a, ge- a geologist or, or something like that, that can help explain some of these earth changes and what all this means because there's also an influence with all the solar um, activity that we're having on the sun right now with the sunspots, that also plays into this whole, you know, process as well. So, you know, at least we could be prepared for <laughs> whatever happens. But, um, I, you know, Dr. Cyril, I have one question, and this is something that um, from a psychic perspective I, I gave, you know, an honest and, um, you know, uh, I, I thought – you know, caring and thoughtful response to my client. But I wonder from a psychological standpoint what your take on this is. Um, It's a really serious question. I had a client this week who, you know, was a a first-time client, and they asked for a reading. So she told me that she was recently diagnosed with cancer. And she told me that basically when she told her boyfriend, he freaked out. and, and, And honestly, I didn't ask her age, but she certainly didn't sound like a kid. My guess would be based on the energy that I was feeling. She's probably in her 30s or 40s. So, you know, um, the, 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 you know the boyfriend isn't like 20 years old. Um, a 20-year-old would stick around, and all the men is more likely to uh, see the seriousness and not romanticize about it and to run off. Well, that's exactly what he did. So he yeah. basically freaked out when, he, when she got the diagnosis, and off he went into the sunset. So he's treating her as cold as ice, and he's being completely unavailable. And, you know, it was like, um, you know, here's the well, woman. Well, telegraphed his, uh, who he is. I mean, what if she married him and then this happened? He would behave mm. the same way or almost the same way. And what my concern is, you know how I am with the law of attraction, you know, because she's heartbroken and she's going in for surgery, in fact, tomorrow, you know, instead of focusing on herself, you know, and, 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 and worrying about all that, there she is, you know, with a broken heart, thinking about him, wondering if it was something she said, something she did. 
Um, so it, well, yes, yeah, she did. She told him that she had right. cancer. She told right. him that she was needy and he couldn't handle it. So he's shown his true colors, and maybe this is a blessing from God that mm. the cancer came now, and That's the exactly operation will be her. successful, and and, it'll, <clears throat> and and she'll be cured. And before you know it, I mean, I saw a TV show like that where the woman got better and the man got sick and died. And of course, it doesn't always happen that way. But the idea is that this person's shown her that he's not a good person, and uh, now she'll be in a better position to see uh, to meet somebody else. This right, and that's doctor. exactly what. That's exactly what my take was, and that's exactly what I told her. So I feel good about that. I was just curious from your perspective, you know, what you thought and how you would handle that. Oh, I mean, I agree. You know, I think that a lot of women would see it this way. And, uh, again, you, she could be shocked by this because what what they have found is that sometimes when a man gets sick, women are still there because we're basically yeah. caretakers. And uh, we're we're available to help, whereas a lot of times when a man gets sick, and this happens when his friend gets sick too, another guy, it's almost like better you than me, and they're deserted. That's why men need women so much as they get older. An older man told me that. He said women at least bond with other women. If one gets sick, the other ones are there to help out a little bit, and you know they'll visit. uh, But the men are just they they also desert their friends. They somehow think that if they stay away from anyone who's sick and hide their head in the sand, they're not going to get sick. Hmm. <laughs> it doesn't work. But uh, no, no, it's it's sad. Okay. That's a, a very very sad approach to life. It really really is. Well, our phone lines are open, so please call six four six three eight one four one four one to speak with Lady Fontaine. That's me and Dr. Jean Cirillo. Um, We are here to answer all your questions. Call 646-381-4141 to get expert advice on all that troubles you. And remember, if you don't get on the air tonight, please send us your question at mailbag at ladyfontaine.com. Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo will be selecting a few questions each week to answer live on each show. So that equates to getting a free reading. Remember, if you don't want your real name used, please let Lady Fontaine know. But in order for your question to get on the air, we need real names. Tonight, Dr. Cirillo and myself will be taking your calls right after the mailbag question. So give us a call at 646-381-4141. And actually, we've got two mailbag questions today, and they're great questions. All right. I know. It really is. And this is going to be interesting tonight because they're both from – Men and I'm going to tell you, both of these men are 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 like you know dream guys. We should have more men like this out there. But for right now, um, it's time for Sky McKenna's Skywatch report. And remember to visit Sky at her website at skymckenna.com. Hello everybody, this is Sky McKenna with my weekly Skywatch Energy Report. This is a review of the energies for the upcoming week, and if you miss any of this, you can re-listen each week in the archives, or you can go to my new website, skymckenna.com, and click the link near the top of the page. You can also read the Energy Report on my new blog. There's a link at the top of my website for that, too. So, we've got the wind at our backs. We're still holding on to our hats. Here's the week ahead in eight minutes or less. And this then is for the week beginning Sunday, August 8th, 2010. Well, we're still here, and we've arrived at some of the most intense energy any of us have ever experienced just over these last couple of months. 
And now through this very powerful and unique Grand Cardinal Cross alignment in the heavens with Pluto, Uranus, Jupiter, Saturn, Mars, Venus, and the transiting moon in Cancer, the only planets not involved are Sun, Mercury, and Neptune, and they've got their own agendas going. And over this weekend, the heavens have aligned in a way that we've never seen in our lifetimes, and it will be several hundred years before this occurs again. And this weekend, all of these Grand Cardinal Cross players will also reactivate the lunar eclipse that occurred on June 26th. So if you didn't see any action from the eclipse at that time, you just might now. And remember, lunar eclipses are emotional, and they're often about endings of some kind, but only so new beginnings can come to us. And really, Sunday and Monday may be the most intense days this week, but it's important to know without a doubt that this energy is perfect and in perfect order for our lives right now, at this point in our lives, both personally and collectively. It's about helping us or pushing us to move forward and turn whatever corner needs to be turned. It's about transformation, and it's about letting go of things that no longer serve us. It's about beginning fresh and new. So on Sunday, August 8th, Venus will be conjunct Saturn, and this is part of the Cardinal Cross alignment, and it's a time to get serious about what we really, really want. We can't know where we want to go if we don't know where it is we don't want to be. So this energy presents us with the opportunity to take a look at our lives and to commit to ourselves. And if there are situations or relationships that no longer fulfill us, they may end or begin to unravel. And we may need to remember that in order to clear the way for new situations, new life, and new relationships that do fulfill us, sometimes we have to make room and release old commitments that no longer bring us joy. And then on Monday, August 9th, Venus will face off with Jupiter and lock horns with Pluto. Venus continues her seek, search, and potentially destroy mission as she moves through the early degrees of Libra. And when she squares off with Pluto, anything related to Venus like love, relationships, and even money can break down, break up, or change in some way. Superficial situations will no longer be acceptable to us. The energy could be difficult, and we'll want to avoid any strong-arm tactics and step back from any shoving matches that might arise today. Take a deep breath and walk away. To complicate energies, Venus also forms a 180-degree opposition to Jupiter. So now we're being offered expansion. And although we could find positive new hope in expansion in relationships, creativity, or finances, finding balance may be a little iffy today. Certainly we need to watch over indulgence in anything. Spending could get out of hand, too. The key will be to enjoy any luscious opportunities we find at our doorsteps or shopping mall, but not to blow our emotional or financial budgets. And then, also on Monday, we have a beautiful, fiery new moon in Leo. The Leo new moon is about new beginnings and joyful self-expression and creativity. This is a pure heart energy, and it's asking us to look at what direction we want to go. Noticing a theme here? So we need to ask ourselves what we truly, truly want in our heart of hearts and recognize that new creative beginnings are especially supported now. At the conclusion of this week's Sky Watch, I'll be talking about how and where each sign may experience this fresh, delicious Leo New Moon energy. And the next very big energy happens on Friday, August 13th, when Uranus enters Pisces. Today, technically, Uranus steps back from the Cardinal Cross energies. I think a hallelujah is in order here. Uranus will remain in Pisces till next March, and he's going to open doors to transformation, new understanding, and new awareness if we'll just take a moment to tune in. Also, some of us could experience a sudden healing over these next few months. Now this week, I do want to talk about how this beautiful Leo new moon will affect each sign. All Leo new moons are about creativity and self-expression in the heart, and this will apply to your sun sign and rising sign if you know it. Aries, love, romance, creativity, fun, and children will be highlighted by this new moon for you. Make sure you take time to create and just plain enjoy yourself. That's what's going to open new doors for you. Taurus, your family and home can get a big boost. 
There's a renewal available to you now, and any unresolved family issues can reach a resolution. You may also have the opportunity to change residence or at least change the look of things in a way that makes you happy. Gemini, information, writing, speaking, planning, and communication is all yours now. Get ready for phone calls and information that you've been waiting for to finally arrive. Cancer, your income can be highlighted now and in a very positive new light. You'll have the opportunity to step up to what you believe and value. And do watch for new income opportunities, too. Leo, this is your new moon. You've got the opportunity to renew yourself and decide what you really, really want. This is about reinventing yourself, so don't be afraid. Be bold and begin something you've always wanted to do. Virgo, dreams, vision, and psychic awareness will be highlighted for you. And watch for some secrets to be revealed and information that may have been withheld to surface. Take some alone time to reap the biggest rewards for yourself. Libra, your hopes and wishes can be renewed. Something you'd almost given up on ever having is right there for the asking. So ask, and your friends can shed new light on your dreams and how to get them too. Scorpio, your career or profession is up for renewal. Be alert to new visions or opportunities that can expand your professional world in a very positive way. Take a chance on something new and think outside the box. Sagittarius, personal growth is in store for you. Allow your mind and thinking to expand and reach for the stars. And watch for people, situations, or places at a distance to open some unexpected doors for you. Capricorn, shared resources are highlighted for you. Someone close to you may change jobs or get a raise that benefits you too. This can be a very powerful new moon for you. Aquarius, look for partnerships, personal or business, to come to the fore. Watch for changes to relationships. And make sure you're not bullied, cajoled, or flirted into making changes that really aren't what you want. Pisces, your health, work, and daily routines are up for renewal. You can and probably will make a lifestyle change that makes your life more manageable and even more comfortable. And that's going to give you time to take care of things that you love to take care of. Well, that's a wrap for this week's edition of the Skywatch Energy Report. And remember, if you miss any of this, you can re-listen each week in the archives or visit my website, skymckenna.com, and the link is right there at the top of the page. And you'll also find a link to my new blog if you'd like to read the Energy Report. And remember, the animals still need your help. You can feed a homeless animal with just the click of the mouse. It's absolutely, positively, no questions asked free. In 2009, your clicks equaled 92 million bowls of food for homeless animals. So just go to theanimalrescuesite.com and click on the purple button that says, click here, it's free. Well, that's about it for this week. And remember, you never lose by loving. You always lose by holding back. So till next time, take good care, God bless, and namaste. As always, thank you, Sky McKenna, for this amazing report. Please visit Sky's website at skymckenna.com. She has links on her website to the weekly Skywatch reports, both written and the same report that you hear here each week on the show. And there's also links to her radio show on Achieve Radio, which um, is on every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Tell Sky you heard about her here. Well, what are we doing? This is Lady Fontaine. Please visit my website at LadyFontaine.com. That's L-A-D-Y-F-O-N-T-A-I-N-E.com to learn more about me or to schedule a psychic reading or life coaching session. And don't miss listening to me on the Man Cal Muller Show on Friday, August 13th at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Check Mancow's website, that's M-A-N-C-O-W dot com, for the local radio station listings in your area that are carrying the show.
And for those of you who like monthly predictions, please read my Psychic Scopes column on lowlights.com. That's L-O-W-E-L-I-G-H-T-S.com. Billy Lowe, as you may know, is one of the top beauty experts and hairstylists in Hollywood, and he has a new website devoted to beauty and celebrity news. So check it out and check out my monthly column called Psychic Scopes. This is Lady Fontaine reminding you that I will be at the Tank Theater in New York City on August 20th, 2010 at 7.30 p.m. The show is called The Invisible World, hosted by Frank Todaro. Yes, the same Frank Todaro, who's the male voice here on Eye on the Future. He is a paranormal enthusiast, actor, voice actor, and co-host of my show, Eye on the Future. I will be co-hosting his show, The Invisible World. We will be at the Tank Theater in New York City on 45th Street between 8th and 9th Avenues, at 7.30 p.m. Friday, August 20th. I certainly hope to see you there. You can buy tickets on the website. Visit thetanknyc.org. Looking forward to seeing you Friday, August 20th at the Tank Theater. Well, some of you might have noticed that we're um, minus Frank and Julie tonight, so that's why there's... um, I'm trying to do everything. I'm trying to, like, run the switchboard, play all these things... So um, if and and for some reason is are these tapes uh, do, do we sound choppy, um, uh, Doctor Cirillo? Does this sound choppy to you? Uh, no, it doesn't. But it felt like for a while that I had lost uh, contact. Uh, I, you know, we've had blood problems when Frank was here too. So I I don't know. <laughs> don't blame yourself too much. I think all right. Because to me, everything is sounding choppy. It. it it was it was sounding like it was breaking up, but yeah, um, no, that actual delay there, that actually that delay there is only because um, I don't have anybody running the switchboard today and doing all the technical stuff except for Rachel, thank God, who's answering oh, the call. Oh, thank God for Rachel. I know, I know, because the switchboard is all lit up. We have a bunch of callers, so I want to try to get through the mailbag questions um, as quickly as we can. And we've got two great questions um, tonight. You ready, Dr. Cirillo? I'm always ready for a mailbag question. Okay. Dear Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo, I finally found the love of my life. I have been in love with a woman I met online since August of last year. The problem is we are both married to others, but I know deep in my soul that I love her and that she is the one for me. I am 44. She is 42. This is not kids' infatuation. I could feel it in my heart. This is real. She has also expressed her love for me. I think of her every minute of every day. I want to be with her in real life, but our situations are such that it may never happen. I don't know what to do. Should I forget this and walk away? Should I continue this? Both of us are stuck in our marriages, and I don't see a way out. Oh, and I have never seen what she looks like but I love her unconditionally. Am I crazy? Please help me, signed Jordan in, I think it says Giles, Mississippi. Um, wow. Uh, I, I just don't even know where to start here. Um, I'm going to let you go first, Dr. Cirillo. Well, another J person, so he's entrepreneurial and creative, but uh, 
often, you know, what happens, this sounds like uh, Bridges of Madison County, that he's in love with the fantasy, and you can project anything onto somebody you meet on the Internet, especially if you haven't met them. It doesn't even sound like he wants to meet her, but there's something lacking either in his marriage or in his life. And one of the things that you've encouraged me to talk about is sometimes when you start looking outside your marriage, what's happening is that you expect too much from marriage or from love, and you're not getting enough excitement, uh, enjoyment from other activities. Maybe he needs to find other things to be interested in if his marriage isn't fulfilling him, but it, it doesn't have to be an extramarital affair. That's, yeah. I'd encourage him to go in that kind of direction because if either one of their spouses finds out they're going to ruin a good marriage for what's right now a fantasy. Right, and I mean, we don't really know that, I mean, based on what he's saying, we don't know if it's if these are good marriages or not. I mean, he is saying that both are stuck in our marriages. Yeah. But one thing I found very interesting that he said is, um, uh, you know, that they're they're both married to other people, but this may never, this situation is such that it may never happen as far as the, the two, this woman that he's in love with. Um, that they might never, it sounded like, even meet or have the opportunity to take this off of the Internet. So I do agree with you it's a fantasy at this point, even though it feels to him like it's love. Um, it's very interesting the way he said um, he's never seen what she looks like. I mean, that one really blew me away. Um, who can't send a picture, you know, in an yeah. email or something, to, to especially somebody that you're talking to for, you know, I guess it's a year now. Um, the, in the energy, I really feel that there is somewhat of a connection here. It feels to me more of, you know, both of them needing the same thing kind of connection and also having the opportunity to talk and open to one another and allow themselves to be vulnerable, something that I'm definitely feeling that neither one of them is doing in their marriage. Um, you know, if they had the opportunity to really meet and take this into real life, I feel it would, you know, most likely – um, seem great at the beginning, but sort of, you know, they'd be sitting there looking at each other after a short period of time and sort of into the same groove that they're in right now with the marriages that they're in. And honestly, I feel what you said, and I, I do encourage you to talk about it because it's a, sort of like a new angle that we haven't really talked about much on the show, is um, so often people end up getting involved in these kinds of, you know, situations because they don't have anything else to do to occupy their time. And, you know, what Dr. Cirillo was just talking about, you know, um, find other activities, find other friends, do things. It will help sort of broaden your, your, your life and, and help you see it through a different perspective, um, which in some ways can keep you out of trouble. So, Jordan, in this Without particular situation... Without jeopardizing your marriage. Right, It'll help right. You find excitement outside of an extramarital affair. Exactly, and actually, I feel if Jordan and the woman that he's involved with on the internet were as open and giving so much time to their spouse as they're giving to each other, um, I feel their their marriages would be in a lot different situation. I wonder but, uh, if their spouses aren't doing the same thing because normally mm. if somebody's always on the Internet, they're spending a lot of time fantasizing about this person, the spouse is aware that something's going on, and when the spouse isn't aware, it means that he or she is too involved with their own activities. 
So what that could mean is that maybe they have to look closely at their own marriages. This could be a sign for both of them. And, you know, it's going to be a problem in the relationship if one of them finds he or she wants to stay with their partner and the other one doesn't. But uh, that's the reality. If you're so attracted to someone or something on the outside, then what it is is like, you know, if you ever heard the song Imaginary Lovers, uh, they never disagree. They're always there mm. when you want them. Because right. you write all the parts, and you can't That's do that true. with spouse. Yeah, right, so, and, uh, and this is like, it's truly, like you said before, fantasy, because even though here there is a real person to interact with, it's not real life. It's not dealing with the bills. It's not dealing with the pressures. It's not dealing with coming home from work and being tired or not feeling well and things of that nature. It's not just those, you know, 20 minutes or half an hour, an hour where you're sitting in front of the computer communicating with somebody. You know, it's all those other moments where you're in a crabby mood or, or whatever. So my gut feeling is with this particular situation, and again, Jordan didn't give us anybody else's name, so it's hard for me to zoom in on on um, all of the situations as as strongly as if I had first names, but it certainly feels to me that, um, and I hate to say it this way, but it's almost like it's a go-nowhere no, situation. I found one thing very interesting, though, because he was so emphatic that it might never go anywhere, um, I, and, I, and I'm really reading that, that he doesn't want it to go anywhere because nowadays anybody can get out of a marriage or anybody can do whatever they want to do. It's not as hush-hush and as poo-pooed as it was, you know, 30 or 40 years ago when nobody got a divorce. I mean, nowadays, if you're unhappy, that's what people do. Yeah, I don't think he really wants to try to start a whole new marriage or relationship with somebody else and go through living on his own first and splitting up the kids and the house and the money and everything else. And, you know, then what usually happens, a lot of people have said this, that uh, they, they might as well have stayed with their spouse because the new person moved in as soon as the other one moved out. Before you know it, they were fighting the same way. Exactly. <laughs> and that's, that's exactly what I see, that their emptiness would ultimately be there, you know, in six months or a year down the road. Because to me, it, it like you had said, it, it feels like fantasy. So, Jordan, let us know how things work out. We do wish you luck. Um, I'm, I'm sorry that we didn't have something more positive to say, but in essence, I do feel it's an opportunity for you really to look at your own marriage and, and your friend, your online friend as well. And if you applied, you know, some of the effort that you're applying to this other person towards your marriage, you might see some very significant changes. But, all right, we have another mailbag question here. Dear Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo, I have been dating Brittany for over two years. I have made every effort to promote a caring, healthy, and loving relationship. I have always been there for her. I am thoughtful. I send her flowers, cards, and letters and surprise her with romantic dinners a few times a month. I even put up with her 12-year-old son's bad manners and bad language, though I do attempt to offer su suggestions. She, she refers, referred, I'm not sure if they're not together now, I'm, I'm not sure what that means, to me as Prince Charming because no one ever treated her as well as I do. However, during this two-year period, she rarely calls me. I initiate the phone calls, has never written me a letter, rarely gives me a card, and it has been five weeks since we have had any one-on-one -on -one time. 
She always says she never has time for me due to her son's demands. I have been very patient and understanding, but I am at the end of my rope. When I ask her if she's happy, she says I worry too much. Only thing I can think of that I've done wrong is maybe question her love for me. I think I am giving a 95% and maybe receiving 5%. My question is, this isn't really working for me anymore. I think for my own sanity I should get out. What do you think? And this is signed another J. This is old J's. Even the town that he lives in is a J. Jonathan from Jackman, Maine. Dr. Cirillo, what's your take on this? Well, my take is that his instincts are right. If he feels it's all give and uh, she's not giving back, and it sounds like when she says he worries too much, what she's really saying is like, you know, I'm happy. I want to keep things the way they are for now. My son is my first priority, but I can uh, use a boyfriend every now and then. She doesn't want to lose him, but she's not willing to give more, and I think if he wants more, he's got to move on. That's my, my sense. Right, and I I agree with you 110% here. Um, You know, he's basically saying that he's giving the 95%, receiving the 5 and he's saying that it isn't working for him anymore. I mean, he's already made his decision. He just needs somebody to validate. Both Dr. Cirillo and I both feel um, this is a go-nowhere relationship, and I actually feel that um, she's more, um, Brittany is actually more, what's the word, more attracted towards women, towards men who aren't, um, you know, this attentive and this loving and caring. I mean, some women really like men who are, you know, uh, and I don't know that they intentionally do, but because of situations that they experience in their lifetime, they feel more comfortable in situations where men are not as attentive. And I feel in a way... bad boys, like her husband probably was, which is why the son is so rude and, uh, you know, doesn't say anything about his father being there to discipline him. So... Usually the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. My sense is that she is with a man like that. She has a son mm-hmm. like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's what she's used to. However, if somebody with somebody like that, if you if you let them uh, take advantage, they will, because that's what they're used to. Take advantage of me or I'll take advantage of you. They really mm-hmm. don't know how to give in the ladylike, gentlemanly way that, uh, that he knows how to give probably because his family of origin was more loving and giving and and hers seemed to be more like well i'll look out for myself and i'll take what i can from my family Mm. and she's carried that over into relationship right i agree with that and to me you know when i look at the energies these do not overlap well i mean this is so such a mismatch of of energies and i honestly don't feel that you know, things would get significantly better no matter what kind of, you know, um, talks or gifts or anything that he may give um, Brittany. I feel Jonathan will always feel that he's getting the short end of the stick. And let's face it, you know, five weeks not not seeing the person and she doesn't call, she doesn't, you know, give him any indication that she's interested. If, you know, Jonathan, if you're ready to move on, um, I honestly feel that would be the best thing for you and in your best interest in the long run because actually I do feel another woman the potential of you meeting another woman um, I'm getting the end of January very beginning of February of 2011 and it does feel to me to be a soul level connection and it feels to me to be a dynamic 
you know, um, uh, connection between the two of you, the way that your energies overlap from an energetic standpoint is awesome. So, um, you know, if you can pick up, you know, walk away, pick up the pieces and just prepare yourself because there's somebody coming into your life in, what is it, six months or so in uh, late January, early February, that's going to literally, you know, knock your socks off. Anything else Sounds on like that? Sounds like Charming finding his princess. Oh, yeah, and that would be wonderful, wouldn't that? <laughs> Because he definitely deserves it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for your questions, Jordan and Jonathan. This is a J night for sure. Um, These are two really great guys with great love questions, and I feel we got some expert advice from Dr. Jean Cirillo and myself. So keep in touch, gentlemen, and let us know how things turn out. Just a reminder to all of you to send us your questions at mailbag at ladyfontaine.com. Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo will be selecting a few questions each week to answer live on the show. So the phone lines are open. Um, The switchboard is all lit up. But if you haven't called us yet, please give us a call at 646-381-4141 to speak with me and Dr. Jean Cirillo. All right. Well, we've got a million callers here, and I'm not sure who we're taking. Um, So let me just, because I'm, oh, line five, I think. Um, let me just sort of give me one second. Jean, talk about something while I just coordinate yeah. things with Rachel, Rachel since we don't uh, have. doing the screening. Uh, we always get a variety of callers when they seem to call about work-related problems, uh, health, uh, relationships, and we we try to uh, we we try to vary it so that uh, we won't stay on the same topic with the same person or the same type of issue and. Um, Glad to see that we have a lot of people calling. Um, the lines are going to be open for the rest of the show, which will be about 40 more minutes. at 646-381-4141. Again, that's 646-381-4141. We have people waiting. Uh, we're trying to pick up. I guess Rachel is screening. Lady Fontana, yes, we're, we're Yes, and we're ready now. Now, uh, Rachel gave me a rundown as far as who's on the phone. Um, t- usually for callers who who don't regularly listen to the show or call in, we usually have two other co-hosts that handle this part of it. So Jean, uh, Dr. Cirillo, and myself are sort of um, filling in for everybody tonight. Um, but we do have our first caller. Um, her name is Anna Marie. And she does have a relationship question regarding a man named Gary. Anna, are you on the phone? Yes. Hi, Hi how are you? I'm doing fine. Good, good. So what's your, what's your question? Tell us a little bit about what's going on. Okay, what's going on is me and Gary was in a relationship previously, but we both had to disband it due to because his grandmother got sick and his son, he's trying to custody of his son, and he's still in process of doing that. And um, we still love each other. We still want to be with each other. But it's just that we, it's like he wants me to wait for him. And I'm trying my best to. But I think he's getting cold feet because when I asked him about relationships, he kind of like took it kind of like, why are you asking me? You already know the answer kind of thing. So I want to know, are we going to formulate a relationship? Not like right now because I know he's still dealing with his issues. We'll talk about later on. Well, I'm definitely, and, and to me, it doesn't even feel that far in the future. I'm going to tell you that as, as early as October of this year, I'm feeling a shift in, in, in the energy around you. So it kind of feels to me 
Um, you're going to see a little bit more, a little bit more positive um, feedback from him. So if you ask about relationships, which I wouldn't even suggest that you do, I mean, just try to enjoy the moment and, and the connection that you guys share. And I feel he'll even step forward talking about um, relationships or taking this to the next level. It's going to be slow but steady, but I feel the big breakthrough for you is going to be October of this year. Dr. Cirillo? Well, you mentioned that he was trying to get custody of his son. What is his marital status? Is he divorced or is he he's divorced? The he's, he's divorced. Does he have custody yet? No, not yet. But the the suspicions were the kicker of the situation. This divorce was when when he had his divorce. The the child wasn't uh, born. It was wasn't conceived in that divorce. It was conceived when he was younger. Okay. So, he right, got the- so he, he's, he's working on that. You know, I think that that's occupying his mind. Uh, are you close with the child? Do you feel comfortable accepting him with a child right away, a child who's not yes. yours? Yes. Okay, that's I, not um, a problem. Yeah, it's not a problem to me. Okay, because so, in a way you're going into a blended family. What's his status with uh, the mother of, of the child? Um, It's not too good. The mother of the child, from what cause they supposed to have, they they are supposed to have a court hearing September twenty fourth, and right now she's supposed to be getting surgery done. I really don't know her name, but um, they don't get along too very well. But he, but his son gets along with me very well. There's no problems with his son. I talked to his son before, and his son actually likes me over his mom. Oh, how old is he? Uh, fourteen. Okay, so then don't push it. If you get along with his son and, uh, you know, certainly don't say anything bad about the boy's mom or about his ex-girlfriend, even if he does, if anything, you try to be neutral and listen or stick up for the person a little bit. That's the best way. And then you're there. You get along with his son. uh, You want a relationship. Like Lady Fontaine said, I think it's happening, but you don't want to push him away by putting too much pressure on him. Right. I haven't really mentioned the relationship really to him. It just came out of the blue during conversation because he was talking about relationships, and that's when it came up. Other than that, I don't talk about it. Good. That's the the best approach, really not to talk about it. But I just wanted to jump in because when you were, Anna, Anna, when you were talking about – uh, him not having a good relationship with his with his with the father of uh, with the mother of the child. I agree with that. I feel the tension. And when you also mention that they have a court date in September, that's showing me what's opening the door for him to be stepping forward more in October. So uh, my gut feeling in the next couple months, things are going to be falling into place for you in a lot more positive way with him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just don't push. Just let it evolve because he feels extremely pressured, and I could feel a lot of heaviness in his energy regarding this upcoming court date. Right, and we are trying, everyone, like all of his friends, which is me, another female that's close to me, and his best friend are trying to encourage him to, like, look, we are here for you. We're not trying to, you know, hinder you from this, because I'm going to be at his court date because he asked me to be there. Because usually I'm the type of person where I'm just going to step back and let it, it's not really my business, so I'm going to just let it be, but he needs me there moral support that I was going and he has a fear that the, the the mother of the child is going to suspect what's going on between me and him and is going to start an argument in court and he has a fear about that. That's one of the pressures that he has a fear on. 
Right, right. That's why he needs to sort of take these steps back right now. And, you know, even that the slip that you had about relationships is only because of his concern that it's going to become a big deal. I'm, you know, is, is there a potential for that to happen? Yes. Am I seeing it likely to happen? No. And I'm actually feeling even if there was an outburst like that, it would be stopped. So she wouldn't be able to do as much damage as he fears. But don't even mention that. Um, he needs to stay focused on what he needs to stay focused on. After the court date, you're going to get back that the man that you knew before all this. All right? Oh. All right. All right. Well, good luck to you. Keep in touch and let us know how it goes. Let us know. Yeah, I can't wait after the court date. Let us know. I'll let you know right after the court date. Okay, good. Thank you. All right. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. So who do All right. Our... Our next caller is Vicki. Vicki. Hi, Vicki. First and foremost, I want to say to everybody how great Lady Fontaine is. She's been reading me for two years. Not only is she always on the money, she makes me a better person. My whole family goes to her. Anyway, I'm having <laughs> relationships. But it's Thank so you. true. I mean it from my heart. You can read um, the whole constellation. It's great when you see the family that way. Yeah, we all go to her. She's phenomenal, phenomenal. In any event, she knows my history. I'm in a relationship for the last two and a half years with a man that I adore. And finally, I've decided to stand on my legs and move away from this thing. So I've been doing everything that she tells me to do. And now I'm getting prank phone calls. And I wanted you to tell me if you think these prank phone calls are from this from him now. Is he pranking my phone? Do you what think kind that of pranks? Is just calling, hanging up, or saying yeah, just ha- just private caller, private number, and and no speaking. Just and then I keep going hello, hello, and I've never gotten prank phone calls before. And this mm. is gonna, this just started today, and I don't know if that's if you feel in his energy that that's what he's doing now. I, mean, I, I, don't I really don't. I really, really don't. That's that's the interesting part of this because I mean, it, it almost. I would love to say yes, and and because I mean, it it sort of feels logical. But yeah. when I I know his energy, and I've read this man for so long that when I scan him, there's nothing that's showing me that he's doing that. No, not at all. And you still think he's in pullback mode? Um, he's he's pondering things. I mean, he needs time to think. I feel a lot of heaviness in his energy. I feel he's miserable. Um, you know, as I'm as I'm reading him and feeling his energy more, I do feel the potential of him picking up the phone to call you and then hang up before you answer the phone. Um, how many of these prank calls did you get? It started. It just started today. And the interesting thing is, I know that he worked. Like the hours that I got these phone calls were the hours he went in. It started mm-hmm. this morning. I got so one. So he could do morning. it from work. Is he afraid that you have another visitor, that an, another man might pick up the phone, or is there somebody in his life My that children. thinks he might be living there and pick up the phone? That's usually it's somebody checking up to see what you're doing if it's someone you know. Right. Uh, well, he doesn't know my children, so he would, you know, or if he or if he just wanted to see if somebody else is here. I don't know. Yeah. But the phone call started today, and then now. And then just while I was waiting for my call on his way, this would be on his way home, I got another one of them. And then I got one midday on my cell phone. I'm like, I never get pranked ever. So I just thought uh, it may be coincidental, but you don't think No, and, and honestly, like I said, as I started to read him, I actually did see him picking up the phone and dialing but hanging up before you even picked up the phone. So is it like 
um, ringing once and then you pick up and there's nobody at the other end of the phone? No, I pick or up they and actually, I go, hello, hello. And they're, they're staying on the phone while you're saying that. Yeah, and then just before, mm-hmm. just now, though, when you just said that whole thing, just now when I picked up the phone and I said, hello, uh, it, it, they hung up before I even answered. Right. That one feels to me that it's him because that's exactly what I saw him I do. Know. You're so on the money, you crack me up. I can't even. <laughs> I swear, I, I live by what she, you know, everything with the universe and, and giving thanks. And, I, you know, I can't even express to all the callers how wonderful this woman is. Thank you. She, really. Thank you. I mean, you, but you've listened and you've done well. And now you're in the point, Vicki, where it is a waiting game. It just is. Unfortunately, he needs to make choices. He needs to make decisions. And the sheer fact that even if it was just one of these, these phone calls where he's thinking about you starting to dial and then hanging up, I mean, he's getting close. You keep asking me when you're going to hear from him. You know, with him doing this, it's getting very, very close. Really? So what do you think? It's a couple of weeks? No, um, I would say right now, um, I'm going to say right now before next Friday. Before next Friday. So a little over a week. And that's at the worst. That's in the, in the longest, the worst okay. case scenario, the longest it would take. Okay, okay. All right. I thank you so much, as always. You're very welcome. Have a great night. Thank you. You too, Vicki. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Um we have a caller, and I believe um, her name is Anna. Hi, Anna. Anna? Hi. Yeah. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. So you have a work question? It's not so much work. I relocated um, from Florida to Maryland for work, and my question is more I'm still trying to establish a foundation here and on a personal level and just wondering what you see for me as far as my personal life, you know, friends and making relationships, you know, connections here. Cause sometimes I doubt, you know, the, the move I made. You know, to me, it feels okay. It really, really does. How long have you been there? Uh, since January. I mean, I, I like it here a lot. I just, you know, obviously you have more friends back at home. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. Um, Did you know I anybody do, when you came to Maryland? Sometimes just one person, one one contact, if there's a reason why you came to that area, that contact can lead you to many others. Well, that's the thing. My one contact uh, and I had a falling out. So, um, so I'm kind of trying to establish new friends and have been dating, but just, you know, wondering, you know, when it's going to kind of start feeling right. <laughs> Well, when I scan ahead in your energy, Anna, um, all right, I'm going to give you a a month, and I don't want you to think that it's going to be not the best until this 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 month. But I see the month that I'm going to give you, which is February of 2011, being sort of a breakthrough month, almost like you're going to be in such a groove that you're almost going to wonder why you hadn't moved here, you know, years ago. So it feels to me it's sort of going to be like a cumulative kind of scenario where um, do you go to do you go to a gym because it feels to me um, in a in a setting something like that you know in a workout kind of setting or an exercise kind of setting you're going to meet somebody who is going to be um, what I'm hearing is a close personal friend so are you going to a gym right now? Not yet. I've been thinking about it. 
Okay, well, I would highly suggest that you do that because I'm feeling a very close friend um, mm-hmm. emerging out of that, and I honestly feel that person is going to hook you in to um, like her network of people, and it, that's going to sort of start opening the doors for you. My gut feeling is if you, you know, if you could find the way to do that in the next, you know, say four to six weeks or whatever, um, you're going to be on target for that you know, really breakthrough month in February, it actually feels to me November or December is going to be a a remarkable, is what my guides are telling me, a very remarkable month for you. So no matter how I look at the energy, Anna, you've got some good things coming up for you. Um, It might never feel the same way as it felt at home, um, you know, Florida for you, but it certainly feels to me that you're going to get a groove here. You're going to start getting to know people. And when you look back at this, you know, in six months or a year, you're going to realize all the contacts that you've made and all the people that you now know. So I feel you're going to fit in. I feel it's going to go well for you. Okay. That's, that's, you know, you're right. I mean, I don't regret moving here. And I know it's not going to be easy, but I just wanted to know when, yeah, like you answered, when I'd start making, you know, connections and, and whatnot. So. But go to, if you've been thinking about going to a gym or, you know, some exercise facility type thing i can't guarantee it's a gym um i do feel that you're going to make a friend there and that's sort of going to start opening the doors for you and and like i said when you look back in six or eight or nine or ten twelve months it's going to be a whole different ball game for you okay well that makes sense because i'm very much what's that right i feel like you've been there forever and that's what it's going to feel like and you're really going to realize how established you've gotten you know, in 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 the in 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 the area that you're in. So I feel it's a good move for you. I I feel you're going to enjoy. We're you're really going to enjoy things as you start getting to know people better, and that's going to be happening soon. Okay. And actually, there almost feels to me that there's a neighbor around you too. So is there somebody who is? It almost feels to me actually stepping forward with you. So is there somebody in your neighborhood that um, seem because it it it. it feels like it's a very conscious stepping forward to talk to you, to even um, share with you or tell you that she's happy that you're there or something of that nature. Um, I mean, there's my landlady, but otherwise our neighbors aren't too close. They're kind of spread out But um, where I am now. But my landlady, she's a lot older than me, but she's very nice. She's like a, like a mother figure to me, so... <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, and I, it still feels to me that there's somebody else, so perhaps your landlady will end up introducing you to somebody, which will also sort of, you know, click things for you. But you're going to be fine. You are going to okay. be fine, Anna. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate you're it. You're very welcome. You take care. Thank you. Okay. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Um, Rachel, I think Rachel's going to try to help us out with some of these calls, so I don't have to keep toggling back and forth. Rachel? Yeah. Okay. Lady Fontaine, we have Catherine who has a soulmate who's been in the walk. She hasn't heard from him in a while, and she's concerned. Okay. Hi. All right. Catherine? Rachel. Yes. Hi oh, there. Hi. Hi, Catherine. Hi. You know, I before you start, I wanted to tell you the woman that that was just on, I didn't get her name, I'm sorry, the person who answers the calls, she is so incredibly nice. Oh wow! Yeah, Thank just you. a very, uh, just a joy to talk to you. So you know, you've got some good Thank people you. there with you. Thank You're welcome. Thank you very, very much. Okay. And, and her name is Rachel. 
Rachel, what a sweetheart. So, um, the I I met somebody. I am just absolutely head over heels with this man. I feel like I met the first great guy I've ever had in my life at the you know in my mid forties, and um, um, we were separated. We're separated because of his job. He's in the Middle East, and he was supposed to be home in July. We lost contact with each other. He told me, you know, when they tell you you're going to be home a certain day, just, you know, laugh at it because you're not. And um, he said, expect it. I'll be home after that. Um, we were supposed to be, He he's going to be um, brought to the area where I'm really close to where I'm at. And so I have just been on pins and needles for ages now waiting to hear from him. And um, and I want to know what's going on. Is he Okay. Does he still feel the same? I mean, we, it was like we had we were talking daily, and we had such a connection, and then there was nothing. Is he you know? fighting in the Middle East, or yes. is he working? Yes, No, 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 no. He's, he's, he's in a marine. dangerous he's, situation, yeah, so you're he's, concerned about him. Yeah. Yeah, he's a Marine. He's an infantry, and, uh, yeah, and he's, uh, he does, they, you know, and he's got many, many years, and he's at the end of his career. So, and you have to depend on him to initiate the contact. There's exactly. No way, you're things down. No way. Yeah, I can't. <clears throat> I would be on pins and needles also. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I could feel in his energy, I mean, I feel he's okay. I feel, um, you know, a what I want to say, um, I don't know, like like a major trauma, you know. So it, it almost feels like, and I don't know the, you know, the terms that they use, but, you know, that something happened um, that affected either people that he knew or um, could have even injured him in some way, shape, or form. But I feel there was a, there was an event, and, you know, it doesn't feel positive, but he feels okay. And I feel that kind of just shook his world a little bit. And well, it's something honestly, that knocked out communication. That's, that's what I'm thinking, that it, he could be okay, but something could have happened where he can't communicate with the outside for a while. Okay. What you may be picking up, Lady Fontaine, the last time we had been talking, which was, um, like I said, on a daily basis, he had, um, they had come under fire and he had dodged a bullet. He had gotten shot a couple of years ago and he re-injured um, his shoulder that was messed up quite a bit. So he went in for arthroscopic surgery in some Navy ship out in the near near there. Um, and that's why we were talking so often because they had him on a, he was kind of just taking it easy for a few weeks before he went back onto the front lines, mm. you know. And, so and, I, and that does <clears throat> feel what, like what I was picking up. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, it, but it just feels to me, you know, back on the front line and seeing people, you know, being injured and killed around you, it it really feels to me that he needs to keep his focus. It's almost like you were a wonderful distraction, especially when he had the time when he was recuperating and things mm-hmm. of that nature. But back on the front line, it doesn't feel to me they're having an easy time of things. Right. So um, I, I really feel it's it's almost like a conscious and concerted effort on his part to keep the focus on what he needs to keep it on in order to stay alive. Right. And, and you know, I, I have to say that he, I almost feel he's, he will come back somewhat of a changed man. Um, and, it, and it feels to me it's going to take him a while to sort of readjust to, to you know, life here. Because it really feels to me that it's, 
they're they're getting you know bombarded with a lot of stuff. And again, I'm I don't watch you know the news on a daily basis. You know, watch I don't keep up with the war um, mm-hmm. on a daily basis. So I don't know you know if it if indeed you know it is the worst that it's ever been or anything of that nature. But it feels to me wherever he is, where whatever they're doing, he, they're getting bombarded almost on a daily basis. So um, I do feel physically he's okay. His mental health feels to me this it feels almost to be one of the most challenging um you know times that he's had to deal with since he's been in the military mm-hmm. so my gut feeling is it's just going to take him a while i do feel he will reach out to you to me it feels like he's going to be back um soon very very soon i would say september okay. could be october but it doesn't feel far away to me at all mm-hmm. um and if he doesn't reach out to you right away, um, he will. It just feels to me sort of like he's got to sort of, you know, get, get his, his head together. Yeah yeah, 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 get his feet firmly reestablished on the ground because I know he's had a hard time of this. Yeah. Wow. And I know it's hard for you, too, because, you know, you, I, you've expressed what you feel, and I could feel it in your energy, such an open heart, such, mm-hmm. it feels to me that you think about him, you know, literally 24-7. I do, and, yeah. And, you know, I could feel him, so, I could feel you carrying him in your heart, you know, like well, all the time. like a parent when a child is out, you know, the child knows they're okay. He knows what he's doing and he knows where he is, but the parent is sitting at home saying, oh, my God, did they get in an accident? You always imagine the worst. That's why I'm saying probably it's not easy for him, if possible at all, to communicate from where right. he is. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? You just you hit it exactly because you know I'm a mother of two kids, and and um, and as a matter of fact, they're both disabled. And um, and even though they live under my roof, I think of them twenty four seven because you know it. And it doesn't matter that they're disabled or not. As a mother, you always wonder: Are your kids doing okay? You know, are they being taken care of? Are they you know getting in trouble? You all, and it's the same way for this too. It's and a they com- know they're okay, so they're not thinking about it because they're the one who's <clears throat> out there in the trenches. But it's on yeah. their mind because you keep feeling like it's out of my control. I can't right. do anything. Exactly. So your imagination comes up with the worst dire right. possibility. Ex- yeah, you. That's good. You're right. Yeah, you think, oh my, okay. Yeah, you do think the worst. So, but you, you have, um, you've made me feel much better, though. Okay, just, good with yeah. that. And and just give him a little bit of space when he gets back to you because he's going to need a little bit of time and, and things ultimately will work out. Okay. All right? Thank you so much for right. your time. Very, I appreciate you're very it. You're welcome. Good Have luck a nice you. night. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, Rachel, who is our next caller? We have Ada who has just broken up with her boyfriend and she wanted it to be pretty amicable but it's been very dramatic and so she wanted to kind of find out where it's going now. Okay, Ada. Hi Hello, Ada. I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good, good, good. So tell us a little bit about what's going on. Okay, well, first of all, it's just been really amazing how the eclipse and the, the grand cough has yeah. just been affecting my relationship because this final blowout happened on Sunday where it was yeah. me, my ex, and the other woman involved were all on the phone together. 
and you know, just there was just a lot of uh, mind games being played and a lot of lies coming from him, and I was just really shocked that you know this um, is turning out to be a totally different person than what I thought he was, and he he actually got back in contact with me after a month and a half of of not hearing from him. He got back in contact with me last Thursday. And I wanted, you know, us to just be amicable. I didn't want to get back with him. And so, you know, I reached out to him again on Sunday, and then it ended up where he gave the other woman my number. Mm-hmm. And we all ended up on the phone together. It was just ridiculous. Why and did he now, do that? Is he looking to have the girls fighting over him? Did he cheat on you with this other woman, or was he seeing both of you? Uh, yes, yes, he was seeing both of us and lying to both of us. And... I think what happened was he to- he was talking to her on the phone and he told her, well, she's lying, she's Otta's lying, you know, you can call her if you want, and he probably probably didn't think she really would, and then she ended up calling me and we were, all three of us were on the phone. So, mm. um, wow, there, there's so much stuff that I'm picking up. First of all, I I I'm not feeling that you guys have fully run your course by any means. Um, I, I, even though he, things were said and things were done in a way that obviously, you know, was not, you know, neat and clean and, yeah. and I'm sure not to anybody's liking. Um, oh. I actually feel in many, many ways that he has a lot of regrets over giving, you know, the other girlfriend um, or the other woman um, your, your name, your number, and uh, even more regrets over how things really um, ended up playing out. Um, I do feel that there's, and I, and I urge you not to reach out to him because I do feel there is going to be distance um, yeah. and space between the two of you. But it does feel to me that, um, you know, from a Grand Cardinal Cross standpoint, if Sky was on the phone today, she would probably tell you Friday will, or actually Monday and Tuesday are sort of like the last main, main struggling days. And then as we get closer to the end of the week, um, I, uh, one part of the Grand Cardinal Cross actually falls out. Um, and things are going to get a lot better. But from that point on, she would have to explain, and she's not on the the phone today. But from a psychic perspective, I'm feeling it goes beyond. I mean, I'm not going to tell you by Friday he's he's going to be reaching out to you. It feels to me um, two- to three-week period, um, there could be some communications, but I almost urge you not even to talk to him. If he yeah. calls you, let it go to voicemail. Let everything cool down, calm down. And I honestly feel in two to three weeks, um, if you guys have some dialogue, it could be halfway decent um, because it almost feels to me he's going to want to settle, you know, what transpired with um, with this phone call. You know, it feels to me that, like you said, a lot of things came up, and I feel I could feel him, you know, pulling back and, and, and really, you know, like cringing over things yeah. that were said. So yeah. a lot of things must have been said that he knows were not – you know, were blatant lies, and he probably yeah. bought into it only because he was sitting there with that person or he still has some communication with that person or more communication with her. Um, but I honestly feel the the relationship that with this other woman is actually going to totally um, blow up for him in late October to early November. Um, so that relationship is almost doomed for failure. It truly, truly is. Um, I do actually feel... 
um, him wanting to talk and sort of settle things with you in the next two to three weeks, um, I urge you, if he calls you tomorrow, calls you the next day, let it go to voicemail. It doesn't feel to me that it's going to be productive if you yeah. guys talk right away. But you guys haven't run your course. You are going to have the opportunity to um, sort of settle things here. It's not showing me at this moment um, tremendous potential of you you know, picking up all the pieces and moving uh, into this wonderful, loving, supportive relationship. It almost feels <laughs> no. to me that if you if you got closer again, it would just end up very similar to the way it ended up now. He doesn't feel to me that he's really ready or focused to be a, a one-woman man. Um, yeah. It almost feels to me in his nature, it's kind of like to juggle women, you know, to have one here, one there, and yeah. do this or he's do that. Player. So, and I keep, I keep yeah. thinking, you know, did I do something wrong? And I'm no. always concerned with the other person's feelings and putting my feelings aside. And it's yeah, well, don't horrible. let him snow you over. That's what will happen. If he talks to you with the other woman there, then it's hard for him to lie because there's two people that know that what he's saying isn't entirely true. But my sense is, like Lady Fontaine said, let it go to voicemail because what he's going to try to do now is explain away the whole thing, you know, of what she told you and you're going to buy into his explanation because that's what you want to do. That's what feels yeah. best, and that's, yeah. that's what you shouldn't do. Yeah. Okay. So let us know how it works out, but sit tight for the next couple of weeks. And, and thing, at least you're, you're going to be able to clear the air with him. That, that will happen in the next few weeks. Um, but approach the opportunity if it arises to get reinvolved with this man, you know, really think about it carefully because it's not going to give you the things that you need and, and desire, not from the energy that he's showing me right now. He'd have to go through having a bunch of light bulbs going off in his brain to sort of see <laughs> things in a whole different light. Um, and my yeah. gut feeling is he's not ready to be there, um, you know, at, at this point. doesn't mean he can't get there at some point, but he's not showing it to me right now. Okay. okay. Yeah, okay. Thank you. I guess All right. it was a really big wake-up call. Thank you. Yeah. Well, good luck to you. Thank you so much. All right, much. take care. You're Bye. welcome. Bye-bye. All right, we do have time, I think, for one more caller. Rachel, who do we have on the line? We have Lisa, and she has a question about her ex-boyfriend, Martirez, They've reconnected, but they're not a couple, and she wanted to find out how that was going to progress. Okay. Hello. Hi, Lisa. Hi, how are you? Hi, Lisa, how are you? <sighs> Can't complain too much. <laughs> okay, so tell us a little bit. Rachel gave us an overview. Give us a little bit of info as far as what's going on and what your question is. Okay. Well, two months ago... Uh, my boyfriend just one day broke up with me. Um, I'm empathic, and I could feel it from him that he was scared for what he wouldn't explain to me ter thoroughly. But anyway, I let it be. I let him go. Did you know? Thought about him all the time, and then we had that solar eclipse, and it was pulling mm. on my heart and soul to call him. So I mm. did. Uh, he said he missed me, and this was two weeks ago. And then Sunday, I went to a meditation group, and my heart again pulled me towards him. I did go see him Sunday, and we talked, and I still feel, I feel the connection with him. I just mm -hmm. don't know what's going to happen. And his name, his first name again was? It's Martirez. 
Martires. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, connection. I I'm I agree with you. The connection is there, but it almost feels to me though you both are going in different directions. It feels to me what what it is that you truly want in the relationship. Um, he he just isn't focused on it right now. It just isn't in his nature either. Um, but you know it. <laughs> I don't let, let me just scan him because I want to say that I feel something about to shift in him, but I don't want to say it. And all right, let me let me say a couple things. First of all, it sort of like what's going on now. It, it almost feels to me because I feel a lot of choppy energy around you guys. So it kind of feels to me that this isn't the first time that he got really distant. You know, it feels to me that you guys have cycled um, more than one or two times. Is that true? Yes. Okay. But never um, this long. Okay. And how long has it actually been at this point? Uh, two months. Okay. Um, you know, it, it almost does feel to me, no matter how I'm looking at his energy, it almost looks to me that there is potential for him to to actually shift, but he's not there yet. And it it honestly feels to me it's going to be, um, I'm going to say right now, uh, could be six or eight more weeks before I feel mm-hmm. that real it's not even going to be a significant shift, but it's going to be more of a shift towards you. But I urge you, control your urges to reach out to him because every time you do, I feel you're actually reinforcing to him that um, it's okay for him to stay away because basically he's getting your attention. He's getting everything that he really needs from this relationship without doing anything. And every time you step forward when he's pulled back, a, it pulls him further back, and B, you're reinforcing the negative behavior. So, you know, if that's just it's your need that you want that person to really connect with and you want to share and sort of, you know, manifest that phenomenal connection that you guys share. But if you could sort of shift your attention to just being in a state of gratitude and just being grateful for having that connection with him, I feel that will help draw him in quicker to actually support you in the way that you deserve to be supported. Because when I look at when I look backwards, Lisa, I'm not finding where um, he was much better than the connection, yes, but the attention or consistency, no, I'm not finding it um, in the relationship. Mm-hmm. True? Yeah, it seems like it would be easier for you to be a little less involved than to keep demanding that he be more involved. Ladies saying that... Uh, he he really hasn't changed. It's just that now you wanted to increase, and and that's scaring him a little bit. Okay, I no, I hear everything you're saying, and we're actually supposed to. His birthday is at the end of this month, actually, and we're supposed to get together for his birthday. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, um, if he steps forward towards you, then enjoy the birthday, but do it without getting yourself so wound up in the wonderful connection, just go and enjoy yourself or, or do whatever you do. If he doesn't, then leave it. Don't reach out to him. Because every time you reach out to him now, you're delaying the process of him going through this shift and him actually stepping forward in a different way. Okay. okay. All right? All right, great. Thank you All right, so good luck to you. Keep us posted. Let us know how it works out. Okay. Good night. Good night. Don't forget to visit Lady Fontaine's website at ladyfontaine.com to learn more about her or to schedule a private reading or life coaching session. Lady Fontaine is an internationally known psychic and life coach. You can also follow Lady Fontaine on Twitter, Facebook, 
and NING for our latest announcements. Also, please take a moment to make I on the Future a favorite here on Blog Talk Radio and send us a friend request to get special offers from Lady Fontaine. Please visit our show page on Blog Talk Radio for details on all of our co-hosts along with their contact information. Be sure to send your questions to mailbag at ladyfontaine.com to have your questions answered live on the air by Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo. Well, we had some great callers tonight, and this was really fun. Dr. Cirillo, do you have any closing words? Well, you know, I think it's good when we keep things just with uh, the two of us and the callers and... uh, Obviously, there's a lot of people out there that are concerned about their own relationships and plans, but I think we had some very discussions, very good discussions about the world also as far as, uh, what is it, the global warming and then the coming ice age, and we can't decide whether it's going to be hot or cold, but uh, certainly we talk about the world issues as as well as uh, personal issues. I think those are people who are listening have on their mind more their personal issue because they feel they can control that, whereas whatever's going to happen with uh, whether they're going to freeze us out or we're going to die of this heat, uh, that that's something we really can't control. That's the stars in the universe. But we can talk about that. I think we did a good job <laughs> of talking about both. I'd like to know, we didn't talk enough about Julie and Frank and what the two of them might be doing if they're aware. Well, I know. I up. mean, uh, this is just a little bit too ironic that they disappear on the same week and they're playing so innocent as if they're on separate trips. But, hmm, I am suspecting yeah. a rendezvous of sorts. <laughs> I am. Yeah. But well, we must have been uh, very busy ladies. We didn't gossip about them. We uh, served our callers and talked about the world and uh, various other things. So, uh, I know, and unfortunately we did have to turn away a few callers today. We just didn't have time to get everybody in. So we welcome you to either call us back next week or send us a mailbag question at mailbag at ladyfontaine.com. And Dr. Cirillo and I will be happy to read your question on the air next week and um, give you our, you know, psychic and psychological opinions and advice as far as what we see in the situation. So we're almost out of time. I just wanted to thank all our listeners and callers for inviting us into your homes. We love hearing from you, and it's our pleasure to help guide you along life's journey. Thank you also to Dr. Jean Cirillo and Rachel Look, who did a great job today screening calls. Thank you. Many blessings to each of you, and I am in gratitude to all of you. Have a wonderful week, everybody, and remember to honor yourself.